This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. Angrez apna lagan aur News Laundry apna hafta kabhi nahi chhodte. I'm your host Manisha Pandey. Uh Abhinandan is not here this week because he's in Vadodara at a college festival where he's talking about journalism, representing News Laundry and talking about all the amazing work that we do. I'm alone in the studio this week sadly because Raman sir is in Bombay. Hi Raman sir. Hi. Hello from Hi. Bombay and we have uh, Jayashree who's joining us from Chennai. Hello hello. And we have our guest Sugata who's joining us Hi. from Bangalore. Hello hello Manisha. Sugata is an award winning journalist. He's also the co-founder and vice chairman of Sunoscapes Radio Foundation. He's been editor in chief with the Times Group publication. He also has a column with the Times of India. And his most recent book was on the Congress, right? Right, Rahul Gandhi. Rahul Gandhi. So yeah, so so it's great to have you here because we can talk about the Nyaya Yatra that he's gone off on again. So <laughs> it'll be good to get your views on that. We're gonna have another journalist also join us in a bit uh, to talk about climate change. Uh, before we get into the headlines of this week, I just want to tell our audience that we're recording this from Delhi. I'm in Delhi in the studio, and it's been freezing, absolutely freezing. for the past few days we've had a cold wave grip all of north india and i really urge our viewers to watch this little video report that we had done on a good samaritan in delhi who's been going around distributing blankets and according to him he's spotted close to 27 dead bodies this winter people who've died of the cold so do watch this इस 15 नवंबर से 23 दिसंबर तक 27 डेड बॉडी मैंने उठाई यस इस साल की बात है साठ सत्तर साठ सत्तर डेड बॉडी मैं हर विंटर में उठाता हूँ इस बार तो अभी तो शुरू भी नहीं हुआ आधा इंटर हुआ सत्ताईस तो एक ही उसमें उठा चुका हूँ मैं अब जनवरी का महीना है अब पीक पड़ नहीं अब इस समय ठंड पड़ेगी और ठंड में अब लोग जो है एक्सपायर होना शुरू होंगे ज्यादा अब जब ज्यादा एक्सपायर होएंगे तो अब ज्यादा डेड बॉडियाँ मिलेंगी भी This is a 15-minute report, and if you turn on the television news channels, you will not hear anything about this. All you get to hear and see and watch is uh, Ram Mandir, festivities around it, and the temples that the Prime Minister has gone to. There's nothing, literally nothing else apart from that. We have been able to do such reporting because we are supported by you guys, and it's sometimes uh, we feel pretty privileged to be able to cover such reports, to be able to shut the noise. that consumes most of the mainstream media because we are supported by you guys so please do consider subscribing to news laundry uh, those of you who already do subscribe to news laundry thank you so much it's because of you that we can do these stories and those of you who just tune in for the chota hafta version please do consider subscribing to news laundry you'll be able to listen to the full version of this podcast and you'll also get to support our journalism let's uh, start with sugata actually so actually i want to throw this question to all of you but let's start with sugata i mean okay so a when you're in delhi and you're close to ayodhya and the entire delhi media's strength is here um there's nothing else that's being discussed except for the ram temple inauguration it's really kind of taken over uh and this isn't just political so you also have you know rwa societies doing you know planning their own little you know ceremonies around january 22nd Haryana chief minister said the school is going to you know show this uh, live so i want to get from you a and from each of you that you know as writers observers journalists what 
how are you assessing the impact of this inauguration and people around you do you really see this kind of frenzy about the ram temple thank you manisha i mean what i'm really seeing is the universalization of ram and that universalization is not happening only because the bjp is pushing it it's also happening because the opposition is reacting in a certain way they may not have accepted the invitation to attend the consecration of the ram temple on the 22nd of january mm. but look at what what they have been saying otherwise you know i mean they have been saying ram belongs to everybody and therefore he is not the property of the establishment right so by saying that repeatedly and all the senior leaders of the congress you know i mean rahul gandhi may not have uh, made this statement and kharge may not have made this statement but if you look at what digvijay singh has been saying or his brother has been saying or uh, if you just look at the karnataka government you know the chief minister here mm. has uh, supposedly a socialist chief minister asking for special pujas to be done in 34000 temples governed by the you know i mean uh, state government on the mm. 22nd see if i mean i just heard jayshree give out the headlines you know there was gdp figures there was economic mean inflation figures and all that unemployment unemployment and all that all that is real but then the thing is that you have an opponent who is trying to put the large thing in on the table which is the civilizational thing mm. and you are responding to that with something very lame as economy culture always trumps economy and also i think ultimately you have to sell an idea to your voters and it's not as if hard issues don't always you know resonate for example in delhi at least one can say that aap has been successful in driving home this idea of the you know we are a government that's going to take care of schooling for your children and for healthcare and i'm lots of celebration in delhi too over the ram temple but that hasn't overshadowed aap's usp as this party i mean we'll know what happens in the elections but there's a response i mean there's a counter idea that they're selling very effectively and ultimately it is about politics politicians being able to sell something or the other as an idea so the wedding he attended was suresh gopi is a malayalam actor he is also a former bjp mp so mm. modi went for suresh gopi's daughter's wedding which i think took place in gurwayur so therefore you know big temple great setting and oh, wow. it was attended by a host of <laughs> superstars and not all of whom are bjp sympathetic for example mamuti and all were there and they are certainly not sympathetic to the bjp but there was full media coverage because this was this really big superstar cinematic event so he got a lot of traction most malayalam news channels yesterday were showing images of modi blessing suresh gopi's son or was a daughter daughter blessing the couple the happy couple so it's a very smart way for him to sort of got himself in the news congress even if they had some stand i mean i'm a little cynical here but they they that stand would have uh, you know got lost in this cacophony when the entire state operators is behind this temple when three or of uh, three fourth came I mean, your entire mainstream media mm. is also helping uh, you know modi in uh, you know spreading the message mm. so i think uh, i mean the any opposition voice would have done very very little uh, in this i think uh, if you see uh, it's not just that this preparation was done uh, keeping in mind the 2024 election much much in advance 
and it is a very much a political move the fact that you're inaugurating it 3 months before when it's not even complete is obviously for the 20 24 elections i mean i think everyone's okay with the ram temple i don't i think today there's very few people even if people are not i mean there may be a section of people who are you know understand the history of it may not be very happy of you know religion and politics mixing the waters but i don't think anyone in india is repulsed by the idea of the ram temple coming up i think most people are pretty happy or accept it or think that the time had to come but yeah i mean i think i think it is a failure of political communication to not be able to kind of put this out because this is glaring you in the face the most devastating thing or the most stupid thing let me sort of you know call it bluntly yeah is you know you, we have been speaking about the shankaracharya is not going yeah now look at that a little closely if the shankaracharyas are not going and and they they are telling you that you know the script the, this is not being done uh, you know i mean it's it's not adhering to scriptural uh, kind of yardstick hmm. and therefore we are not going and the temple is incomplete and therefore we are not going and it's not being done as per the scriptures then you know i mean you know what is the message that that sends out to the larger audience where where you know i mean 80 90% of india has no entry into the sanctum sanctorum yeah. so modi is very happy if the shankaracharyas don't go there and he's very happy i think you know i mean i think he's he should be very happy that they are not going and they are raising these questions and stupidly a lot of congressmen at least their spokespersons and their trolls on social media are hiding behind the fact that the shankaracharyas are not going but then what happens to your constitutionalism that's the const- contradiction because the shankaracharyas are you know i mean referring to the scriptures jayshree yeah and if you speak of scriptures then 80 90% of your population is out because they're all there is a stratification yeah 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 the dalits are out the backwards are out everybody is out and all of them are aggregating towards modi and it's so fascinating that the right wing trolls are pointing at how brahmanical and casteist some of the shankaracharyas yes, have been yeah absolutely so like wow for me for me that's my thing instead of doing all that they have the second phase of this yatra and one thing i will say though is that rahul gandhi out of all the times that you see him like speaking and attending events and trying to talk on stuff it is the yatra where he genuinely looks like you know happy and comfortable walking with people, talking to people yeah. some validation he's getting from the public you know so it's like a slightly self indulgent campaign tactic but i mean no harm but to imagine that it'll materially change things seems a little bit delusional and we have our second guest with us rishika pardikar hi rishika thank you so much for joining us thank you so much for inviting me it's very nice to be on this podcast my mother is a big fan so uh, one one hi from her yay hi that's very back. cute so rishika is a freelance reporter her areas of focus are wildlife wildlife conservation and climate change her work is primarily investigative and analytical and it's appeared in digital outlets like mugabe foreign policy the daily poster third pole via science article 14 and agu's eos okay so uh, the one thing that we wanted to discuss this week was actually we've been seeing a lot of headlines on no snow in gulmarg of course the tourists are very unhappy Uh, but there's also been scant snow in other himalayan regions so we wanted to understand what kind of impact this would have on farmers on livelihoods 
Himalayan ecologies and why has why is this happening let's tackle the why first so uh, the reason we get snowfall i mean we meaning states like jammu and kashmir jharkhand uh, jammu and kashmir ladakh um, uttarakhand himachal pradesh the reason they get snowfall and rain during this time is because of something called western disturbance so it's they, these are basically winds which carry moisture from seas in the middle east like the black sea the caspian sea mediterranean sea these winds bring moisture from there and they disperse it all over like pakistan north india hmm. and this uh, shows up here as rainfall as snowfall and this time there has been a heavy snowfall deficit and also a rain deficit in all of these regions uh, hmm. the why is also linked to climate change because there have been some studies which have shown that as we um as we move closer in i mean as we move more into this new world we are living in uh, at 1.3 or 1.4 degree warmer than before uh, western disturbances will decrease hmm. both in intensity and in frequency so when this decreases it means lesser rain, uh, snowfall and lesser rain for all of the people who are living in these himalayan states in wow. the winter so precarious times but also most mainstream media i guess covering something like this the entire peg was only or the usual phrasing for it would be tourists are disappointed yeah, which is the last thing that people can't go skiing about. yeah like you know was, they'll have some anodyne quotes from someone who's gone from delhi saying oh, i mean it's important for the local so economy sad. but i mean it's really in the larger scheme of things it's kind of more yeah. people are impacted by it. i moved to uttarakhand in mid of may so i've been living there and I, initially i was in a village outskirts of dehradun Hmm. Uh, it is about rajpur road oh wow so there there i i have seen many houses which have small streams of springs coming just in their backyard at least they had them some have dried up but some had them and whoever had them they were managing their small scale agriculture with with these springs but when i was talking to them they were telling me that of late in the last few years they had to get water tankers because the springs are just uh, not as reliable as they were before Hmm. and people who could afford to have rainwater harvesting they were building these rainwater harvesting structures because it's it's again an expensive thing not everyone can afford to build rainwater harvesting and not everyone can afford uh, water tankers also bas muft mein itna hi milega for the full uncut podcast subscribe to news laundry and pay to keep news free the best way to listen to the hafta and indeed all our podcasts is through the news laundry app you can download the app by clicking on the links given in the show notes so do download our app and get the best podcast experience and also pay for news and support a new news media ecosystem that news laundry is trying to encourage where we are accountable to you because we run on contributions that you make we don't take government ads we don't take corporations ads so that news serves the public because when the public pays the public is served subscribe to news laundry Click on the link in the show notes below and proudly say I pay to keep news free.